Hello and welcome back to another episode of Specky and Paul Talk Detailing. I am Specky McSporran, joined as usual by my good friend Paul Dolden. Hello everybody. Episode 3, Building Your Kit. So, um, how are you doing Paul? You fine? You I'm, well? I'm very well. How are you sir? How have you been? Uh, absolutely average. Can't really complain. What, even with all that snow you've been having. Oh, you you gave the game away. I was going to put that in my mid-show rant. All right, fair enough. Yes, we've had snow and hail and uh, driving into work on Wednesday was a hairy proposition, to be sure. The uh, the tyres on my new car are not as good at getting through the snow than the old Rio. So um, I did feel, feel like I had a pair of skis up front. Um, it was a little bit kind of squeaky bum moments going into work there, but um, otherwise, yeah, it's all right. It's cold, but we're over that for now. Mind you, we said this the last time, didn't we? And I, of so, course, uh, know, I of course know nothing of the cold because I'm a softy southerner. <laughs> You're like twelve degrees, going by Christ! It's chilly down here today, isn't it? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm sitting minus five with three fleeces on, going shut up. <laughs> put the surfboard away <laughs> yeah quite right um let's <laughs> cover the news um i'll start with you paul go on yeah so i have a little bit of news it's it's quite current it's been going on for quite some time now and it's been brought to my attention through numerous people via my social media via instagram uh, this is just going to cover a whole load of things and it is about negativity within social media and beefs among amateurs, pros, driveway detailers and enthusiasts and also YouTubers as well. Now, I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but all I need to know is why you feel the need to rant and rave about other people and what they're doing. Just let them get on with their lives and just remember that tagline, be nice. Just be nice to people. And we can all get on with our lives. Just stop the negativity. There is enough cars to go around. There is enough training. We all do things differently. Just have a little bit of respect before you start typing some utter willy dribble, and I quote willy dribble, <laughs> on social media. Move along, my dear friend. That's my little bit of a uh, beef this week. All right, okay, that's yours. I'm just going to add on to that a little bit. It certainly has come up that there's been some people getting a hard time for being a beginner. We were all beginners once, and I think it's important to remember that, you know, whenever you start driving as a learner driver, you're going to hold somebody up. You cannot then get annoyed at a learner driver later in life because that was you once. So, yeah, we're just, we're all in this community together. So let's just respect each other, help each other out not cause difficulties. However, let's throw something else that's slightly controversial. You may remember in the last episode, we mentioned that there was a company who was misleading people by colouring their picture of a, a fallout remover of sorts. Uh, and the wheel was very, very purple, but the person's hand was white and their wrist was purple. Well, thanks to a listener, Dave Askew, uh, and he doesn't mind me saying his name, which is good. He he found it basically. Hang on a minute. Is is, is that his real name? That's, that's what it says, Dave. Ask you. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was Shirley. Sorry. Carry on. Okay, thank you. Um, who's Shirley? Ask you. I don't know. It's just a. Carry on. <laughs> is this is this something? That I, no, I'm I'm not even going <laughs> to ask what this is about now. Okay, I'm gonna we're gonna no, go down a carry road on. That we shouldn't be going down. Yes. So. Um, he contacted me. He listened to the last podcast and he, he messaged me. He said, who's the company? And I said, I don't know. I haven't been told. 
I don't know anything about it. I've just been told that there is a company has put this out. He said, I've got nothing to do today. I'm on a mission. So <laughs> bless him. Off he went. And within about 10 minutes, he came back with the picture, which is amazing. Would you believe it's from Maguire's? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so having a look at the picture, I'm not entirely sure they did a great job of, of tweaking the colours. And it does look like there was maybe a a purple light being used of some sort. or I don't know. There was definitely coloration going on there. And you can definitely see the person's hand is purple and even the bubbles of the product. And it was their, it was their all-wheel cleaner that they were using. And the bubbles on the tire were also purple. And, you know, that just doesn't make sense because that's not what would happen. You just, you know that. So it's Maguire's. We have to call them out on this. That there is a little bit of clickbaitiness. People look at it and go, wow. And unfortunately... Naughty, naughty. That's all yeah, I Yeah, you're say. never going to get this. You're never going to see that kind of coloration happening on your wheels. So there's, it's misleading. And I hope, you know, they, they learn from this. And Because I, I want to bring this to people's attention. I want people to understand that not everything you see on the internet should be believed. Especially the stories about you. Um, <laughs> a little 100%. bit of other news. <laughs> Paul and I recently received some products. Um, specifically, I was quite interested to receive Sam's Detailing's new wheel and tire cleaner because I'm pretty sure they brought out a tire dressing remover before, didn't they? Uh, I'm not, do you know what? I'm not too sure because um, I only received mine the other day. I literally just put it in the Pratt Cave um, in the vault of do not touch till Christmas because that's how far behind I am. Yeah. That's how far I am behind on videos, to be honest with you. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see it. I've seen some uh, the promo video work on this, and it does look uh, a very time-saving uh, chemical to be be had, shall we say. Sam's don't release... It's interesting. It looks... You know, they don't release any old junk, do they? No, no, no. But I think I watched the video of, of Sam introducing it, and he said that his previous product had fallen flat. And I think that's maybe his tire dressing remover because I do remember him putting out one of those a while ago. Uh, and I thought, oh, well, it's a tire cleaner, isn't it? But never really looked any further into it than that. But this one is a foaming product. It comes out of the bottle as a foam and goes onto your wheels and tires. I'll be looking forward to giving that a try at some point soon. So that's a wee bit of news. Also, we have to say a massive congratulations to our good friend Vicky Siviki. She uh, recently opened up her new shop and uh, in her new unit, and it's absolutely fantastic. She put up a video on her YouTube channel showing the before, the during, and after, and she had a little opening event, and by all accounts, it went incredibly well. We are so proud of she her. She sold out, didn't she? She sold out everything, I think. All the rice stuff went, and um, she's very, very lucky that she's got this huge amount of uh, love for her. The people around her are really, really good saying Brian, her other half, and you know, all full enthusiasts. I mean, I've seen the videos of it. It probably doesn't do it justice, the amount of work that was involved with that project. And, you know, what a brilliant idea to have your separate detailing by. You've got your shop. You can, you know, there's lots and lots of content to be had there now. She's got the perfect base to carry on doing what she's doing. And, yeah, we are very proud of her. Yeah, absolutely. It's like it's like having a little YouTube studio of sorts, you know. I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, I really envy her drive, her ambition to move forward with all of this because I just don't have any kind of ambition like that. So we are super, super proud of her. Vicky, you did a cracking Ooh. job. Well done. Uh, also, the last little piece of news from me, <laughs> I've got something interesting coming to the channel. 
my 69-year-old father, bless him, just went and bought a scooter. Yeah, I, no, this is <laughs> this is either going to go one way or the other. And after you telling me that what you'd be doing, you've been riding it, obviously legally, you wouldn't do anything like ride it through someone's field or private land. That would just be ridiculous. But after you... No, yes. I don't know what you're talking about. After you, I had two questions, really. One, where the hell did you learn to ride one? And um, two, where do the stabilizers go? Ah, okay. Well, to answer your first question, before I had a car, I had a scooter uh, to get me on the road, to get me driving. So basically, I got my license and I needed to get, get moving and take advantage of it. But I couldn't in the job I had at the time. I was part time. I was at college. So I couldn't afford to run a car, so uh, I bought a scooter. In fact, I didn't even buy one. It was a birthday present from my parents. Uh, it was a purple Vespa. Uh, it was a T5 Classic. Uh, it was an R Reg, 97R Reg. And I had this, I was 19 years old, I think, something like that. And I got this thing, and it was incredible. It gave me so much freedom. Now, interestingly enough, it was 125ccs, and it had four manual gears it wasn't one of these little twist and go nifty 50 things um so i I basically practiced driving that thing up and down my street and then had to go and do a two no it wasn't a two day it was just a one day uh course called a cbt compulsory basic training that you have to have if you've got a car license you can drive up to 125 cc's so i drove a scooter for two years before i had a car uh they don't have stabilizers don't be ridiculous but um it's been at least 20 years since I had been on two wheels other than a bicycle again. And it's amazing how quickly it comes back to you. So yes, I had a quick drive of it uh, around my dad's and it's incredible. It's a 250cc Yamaha Majesty for anybody who's into that kind of thing. He just wanted to get back on two wheels. He grew up with motorbikes as a you, young man. Do you know what? And he just really wanted something Hats for a bit of fun. 69 years old. He's got himself out there. He's not one of these people on Mersey, where I live, where predominantly the main form of transport is the um, mobility scooter. <laughs> it seems to go from extremes. You've either got an SLK Mercedes or you've got a mobility scooter. There's nothing in between. Nothing. You don't have any of those ones that have like the really hard cover over the top of them? You know, like the big one it looks like a tiny little micro car. Oh, the ones you made, they are something <laughs> else. That I mean, when I first saw one, I thought... <laughs> That's that's some sort of new shopping trolley, surely. And when I saw someone actually in it, I was like, "Really? Are you sure?" <laughs> you were caught dead outside in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he's he's got this now. He's bought it. It's all ready to rock and roll, and it's going to come to the channel soon. I'm going to get it down and um, give it a wash over. Maybe give it a wee bit of a polish. Try and just clean it up. Although it is in really good condition already, but we'll just, it'll be something different to add content to the channel. And um, unfortunately, I can't ride it legally on the roads. I just, I just want to see you crashing through your neighbor's fence. I would absolutely, <laughs> I would pay money for that. <laughs> when, when we get nice weather, uh, I will get a little video. My dad's got eight acres of land, so I'll get uh, a wee video of me driving it around there in the dry. At least I'm on private land and I don't have to worry about driving on the roads. So um, before we get into the main topic, let's just jump into one of my favourite sections so far. The Mid-Show Rant. Come on, rant for oh, me, Oh, no, not, not the rant. Right, 
this this goes back months. So I'm already on it. I'm there. I'm poised. I'm ready. This goes back months ago. Now, <laughs> I'm a well-known shopper. I shop in several shops. I'll narrow it down for you. Three shops. Tesco's, up the road, because it's easy. Lidl's and Aldi's. Now, the only difference between Lidl's and Aldi's... I'm sorry, did yeah, you say Aldi? Aldi, Aldi. You know the ones. I'm just having a go at you after the whole Hyundai thing. <laughs> All you need to know is they do special buys, but Lidl's, this is this is the bit that really gets me, Lidl's decided to do a special buy one week. Now, it, it varies. So one week it's endangered animals like uh, breadcrumb, uh, hippo deers, deep fried giraffe leg, that sort of thing. Really easy stuff to come by in everyday shops. This particular week, Lidl's decided they were going to do a sharp TV. So an LED Sharp TV, it was something like a 27-inch, and it was something like, I don't know, 100-odd quid. So me and my wife said, I'll tell you what, we're going to get one of them. We know the date they're coming out. It was on a Thursday. You always know it's on a Thursday because you've got about 300 people queuing down the street, all queuing up for these special buys. So we get in the queue. We go in the shop. No, can't even see it. It's not there. I spoke to Gary, spelt with a Z, by the way, and then I spoke to Sarah... <laughs> Also, it was spelt with a Z. I don't know why it's spelt with a Z. I don't know why. I don't know what that's all about. Looked at me as I've just landed from another planet and just went, no, don't know what you're on about. So that that was the first instance of me getting wound up. The next one, as you know, I've just done some decorating. I wanted such an item as a sander. You'd think, you know, pretty basic item. Lo and behold, they're doing a DIY week. You know, they were selling gnomes and garden sheds and all sorts of stuff that week. So we went in there. I get warmer. I get warmer. Oh, hello. Sanding discs. Got sanding discs. They must be near here. Were they hell? I asked I asked, <laughs> I asked. Dave. That was spelt with a Z as well, by the way. I asked Dave, spelt with a Z, where are these sanders? He just looked at me as if I, honestly, as if I'd done something through his letterbox. He just looked at me. <laughs> he, in complete dismay, he just went, put his hands, you can't see because I'm putting my hands up in the air. For the, for the benefit of the, the deaf, I'm putting my hands up. <laughs> so, the, for those of you who can't see, Celtic are playing in green. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I wasn't going to let this go. I was like a Jack Russell on a calf muscle. This was it. I'm, I'm going for it. So I'm walking around this shop until I'm disappearing up my own backside. Can't find these things anywhere. So then I go to Aldi's. I think, I oh, know, I've come out of Lidl's looking like, you know, broken hearted, a disheveled man looking, looking like he's just going to have to jump off of a cliff. I go into all. <laughs> I go into Aldi's. I think I've struck gold. I have struck gold. They're only doing Sanders. Go to find a sanding disc. No, they haven't got any. Just sold out. <laughs> By this stage, I'm ringing the Samaritans. I've had enough. That's it. I'm cutting. <laughs> I, I'm cutting ties with these guys. No, I'm no longer going in there to finding special buys. I've had enough. I've mentioned it on my latest video, which is coming out very, very soon. That's it. I'm done. I'm just going to do me regular shopping, meat, veg, beer. Done. Can I just point you've out? Lost me as a, you've lost me as a customer. <laughs> you sound like a Karen. Oh, dear. Can I just point out, you said something earlier. You said, for those of you who are deaf, I'm raising my hands. How are they going to hear you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear this, God. This, this, this is designed to make people think. 
<laughs> it made me think for a minute. I was like, oh, wait have- a minute. He didn't say for those of you who are blind. He said for those of you who are deaf. That's a dad joke. That's a dad joke, I'll tell you. It gets, it gets worse. Oh, my God. Anyway, oh, that was um, this week's mid-show rant. Well, that was your rant. Uh, I just wanted to say I'm getting fed up with everything being ceramic. <laughs> like every product I'm seeing from so many other companies now is ceramic this, ceramic that. What has ceramics got to do with fabrics? Tell me that. What what exactly will a ceramic product give to a fabric? I don't know, but if they do uh, cans of um, ceramic protectant, I'm going to get some for my underpants. <laughs> That's... And, and that's literally as much as we need to say about that. So the main topic, building your kit. What do we mean exactly by building your kit? Essentially, what we're talking about is upgrading from the pure basics of uh, a supermarket bucket, a supermarket wash and wax, and you know, moving up to something to raise your level somewhat. So what would you say would be the essentials for someone who really actually does care and you want to say, look, I can see you've just got the one bucket there, it's a 10 litre bucket, and you've got your your cheapo pack of three jumbo wash sponges for a pound from Home Bargains, things like that, and you've got your wash and wax, your AA branded or something, something weird like that. What would you say to, to help that person lift their game a bit well certainly on the bucket front at the basics at least of two buckets with the uh, grit guards or stone guards whatever you want to call them they're the uh, guards that go they're inserts that go into the bottom of the bucket this will stop any transfer or certainly help prevent any transfer of any grit going onto your lacquer or clear coat so that's that's just some basics and then of course the dirtiest part of the car is the wheels so you're going to have to invest in maybe a set of wheel willies or wheel brushes. Now, I've done plenty of videos on this about buying some decent kit, as in the wheel brushes and wheel willies. Don't buy cheap ones. And that's one of the biggest bits of advice we can give you in this episode is try and set yourself a budget. Just think, I'm going to buy that next, and this is my budget. I'm going to buy that, that next, and this is my budget. Now, I used to save sort of around about £30-£50 a month to try and build your kit. One of the most essential pieces of kit you are going to need is a pressure washer. Now, not everyone has access to an outside tap. We understand that. But if you have access to an outside tap, obviously any garden hose will do just just to suffice, just to get you going and then get yourself a decent pressure washer. And that is one of the major buys you're going to find. If you've got two buckets and grit guards, you've got some um, wheel willies or easy brushes, whatever you want to use to clean the barrels of your wheels and the faces of your wheels. We know there's a ton of brushes out there you can chuck in your bucket. This will just get you started. They're, they're the pretty much the basics you need. And then, of course, to dry the car, maybe a drying town. Now, you mentioned this earlier about Halfords. Yeah, we, we spoke about this before we were recording, that Halfords, I mentioned this before, that it's kind of a pilgrimage that most people, when they want to start looking after the car, they're looking for proper car-oriented products. They don't want to just look at the supermarket. Halfords is not a bad choice nowadays. It may have been laughable beforehand, but honestly, they have actually been looking at the market and they've upgraded 
the product lines that they carry and they actually carry some decent products now you've got some products from Meguiar's you've obviously got the regular auto glim stuff but auto glim are still good quality products you've got brands like auto finesse are there g3 pro and a few others are creeping their way in i'm kind of sad that they used to stock zymol but they haven't bothered anymore they, they dropped that a long time ago yeah you're but, absolutely right they did used to stock it as i remember yeah they had that that really lovely kind of greeny blue aquamarine shampoo that smelled of bananas it was amazing so yeah th- they're, they're certainly looking at the market and they're upgrading that. Not just that, but they are stocking the nice big buckets that we like, the big American-style buckets, the 20-litre the things, or, well, like twenty five, liters, yeah. five gallons, so it's just about 18, 19 litres. So they've got those. They do stock grit guards. They do stock wash mitts, things like that. So we would advise that you just start to think about the quality of the product you're going for. Don't just go with a one-pound bucket and a 50p sponge. Think about raising your game a bit. Get yourself a couple of good-sized buckets. Buckets themselves, it might sound a bit ridiculous, but there is a reason why we like bigger buckets. More water means there is less chance. The deeper your bucket is, there's less chance of you picking up any grit and dirt that you drop into them when you rinse out your mitt. So that's one important thing. And then that the purpose of the grit guard afterward is to make sure that that grit tries to stay at the bottom of the bucket. So the deeper your bucket, the better chance you have of not picking up any more of that grit and carrying it with you. So that's definitely something worthwhile going for. Pressure washers, 100%. I would be lost without my pressure washer. By the way, I'm kind of gutted that no no pressure washer companies have come out since the last episode and told me that they're going to give me 16 of them. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's early days, mate. You've got till Christmas yet. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll GM up a little bit. I'll send some emails. <laughs> You can't even remember which email address to use half the time. This is what we were talking about earlier. (laughs) So, yes, definitely pressure washer. And you're going to want a snow foam lance. Depending on the the pressure washer you go for, you may get one with it. I wouldn't recommend using it, though, because they're not all that great. But it gets you started. So these are things to raise your game. The question is, why would you want... So we've talked about the buckets... Why do you want the pressure washer, Paul? What's that going to give you? It's going to give you access to all sorts of things, to be honest with you. But mainly, it's going to give you the ability to rid the grime off your car effectively. Now, the pressure of a hose just isn't enough, unfortunately. Now, those of you might find this quite funny, but I was without a pressure washer for quite some time. And obviously, we are very lucky boys. Uh, We're very lucky that we receive all this stuff. Well, one of us is. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Rub it in, why don't you? (laughs) But I was at the stage where I had a second-hand pressure washer. Um, I saved up. I got stuff for my birthday. I've I've never just had this kit. It didn't, you know, I didn't just sort of open up the Pratt Cave and have all this amazing kit. It's been built up to, se- you know, over several years. This is why I say about having a budget. And then if you get your first pressure washer, so if you get a base, a basic uh, Karcher or a basic Neofisk, then look at maybe upgrading. But you really do need a pressure washer to get rid of the grime off your car effectively and efficiently. It will transform the way you clean your car. And then, of course, it gives you access to the quick release system, which we probably will talk about later on. And then your snow foam lances going quick release, all that sort of thing. But we don't want to get too bogged down in that because we're going to try and keep it as basic as possible. Here's a question for you, though. Um, You said upgrading your pressure washer. What... (sighs) What tangible difference would you say 
you would get from going from somewhere, say, like one of my, well, my one, for example, I have the cheapest budget available nil fisk pressure washer that runs at 105 bar. What could I possibly say, well, what could you say to me if you're selling it to me, right? You're the salesman, I'm the customer. Hey, look, I've already got a nil fisk and it's fine. It does the job. I don't have any issues with it. It works for what I need. What could you possibly say to me to entice me to upgrade? What would I get for it? Now, this is probably going to sound a little bit dark, but this is more aimed at the people which are doing larger vehicles like 4x4s, vans, you know, commercials. Now, years ago, I shot a video cleaning a truck. I actually cleaned that truck with 120, was it a 120C, isn't it? Or yeah. C120, give me words the right way around. Good, this red one. <laughs> Cheap as well. C120, I cleaned a complete <laughs> lorry. Don't talk to don't even, look, we haven't got a bleep machine. Don't swear at me. It's Tesco's. Other, other, other supermarkets are available. Anyway, I cleaned a lorry with a C120 Nilfisk with a wonky wheel, a wheel ad. Now, it did a reasonable job, but it was hard work because the lesser pressure I was using, uh, it just seemed to take forever. Now, I'm comparing this to what I use now, which is a Nilfisk 135i, which is a much more capable machine. Does it make a massive difference in the grand scheme of things? No, it doesn't. If you're a driveway detailer, if you're looking to further your game and maybe do more cars, friends and family, then I would suggest you invest in something better. Now, this is where it comes to budget again, because obviously the expense of larger pressure washers, they're not exactly cheap. And that is my personal point of view. It's more about, I've had, I mean, my one was, what, six years old, I think. It was starting to get a little bit noisy. Not quite as noisy as your one, I will add. It doesn't sound like someone's chucked four pound of uh, roofing nails inside it. Or just left it on all night. <laughs> yeah, which is only a mad fool would do such a thing. But it was getting a bit noisy. It was looking a bit sorry for itself. And I, I decided to reinvest because uh, most people do know I do a few cars on the side, I don't do loads of cars. I'm not a professional. I'm just a, I'm just a, an amateur, to be honest with you. A weekend warrior. Enthusiast. All right. Well, I think, you know, where, where I stand at the moment, being someone that only maybe uses it uh, every other weekend at the moment, uh, I would say my little machine is perfectly adequate for what I need. But if you are upping it, like Paul says, if you're using it more, or you've got larger vehicles, you maybe want to consider an upgrade there. But I would say, if you have one of these really cheap and cheerful machines that you buy in B&M or something, one of these uh, Black & Decker branded things that we just don't really know who actually makes them, I would say you want to go with a brand which is more well-known, uh, something like, as Paul said, Carter, Nilfisk, and then if you're really serious about it, you may end up going for something like a Kranzel in the future, but they are serious money. I'll be interested to see when you get hold of the Grey 7. No, is it? Yes, it's the Grey 7 because that's meant to be about, that's half the price of uh, an entry-level Kranzel. Can I just add to you what you just said about uh, buying more well-known makes? There is a reason for buying things like uh, Karchers and Nilfisk, and that is the availability of upgrades for them and also spare parts. It's all very well you going to your local home bargains and B&Ms and buying some 
uh, dodgy mate you've never heard of. It's cheap for a reason. It's going to get thrown away. Try and invest your money wisely. This goes back to buying once or maybe temporarily in this case because you could, you know, we're talking a long term here, five or six years. You might even have it longer. Now, if you think about it, spending £70 or £50, looking at your budget, thinking, well, I can't really afford the Neil, the Neil Fisk, can't really afford the car. So just think about what you're doing. Buying a cheap one is just a false economy. And that's why we mentioned about buying the branded versions. It's not snobbery, it's common sense. You can get the parts for them and you can get the accessories. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. And I think I want to touch on the wheel woolies situation, or I'm saying it the way you say it. I'm going to say it the way I say it. Wheel woolies. Uh, <laughs> cool whip. Uh, see if anyone gets that one. Um, with wheel woolies, they're really great devices, but they're not cheap. You know, to get a full set of them, you're looking at somewhere between 45 and 60 pounds depending on where you buy them from. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not cheap at all. And I, I bought a set, and I happened to get them on a deal, and I think I, I think I paid about £43, £44. That's quite a lot of money for three woolly wheel-cleaning brushes, essentially. However, I have seen so many people talking about the fact that they still have the same set of wheel woolies many, many years down the line, and these are detailers who use them on a practically daily basis. Yeah, if you look after your, your wheel woolies, and he says something else, and look after your willy, it will look <laughs> after you. Uh, and that, re- well, actually, it, no, I won't even go there. No. We'll try and keep it clean. It's a, fa- it's a family show. <laughs> try and look after your equipment, shall we say. Clean your equipment out. Now, this might sound, yet again, just like I'm teaching you guys to suck eggs. When you finish with your wheel woolies, flush them out with clean water, and just get them dry. You can actually shake them. If you shake them enough, they just dry, and then hang them up in your garage. Uh, Don't just leave them in a bucket, because what tends to happen is stuff rots in water, and then it falls apart, and then you'll be moaning. You've spent like 50, 60 quid and wasted it. If you're going to invest in stuff, look after it. Don't just clean the car. Just throw it all in the garage uh, till next Sunday. A bit of advice for you. I'll tell you something. Let's, Let's think about some brands that we know of, which are... Good value for money and still happen to be long-lasting. I will say that I do think uh, my Vican wheel brush, I've got the wheel face brush from them, and it's I must have had that. I've owned it for about five years now, maybe, and it's still perfect. It was one of the first brushes I actually bought to do wheels, believe it or not, and then I went down the whole route of buying the... Um, the Easy range, or as I used to say, the EZ range, and then got called out in the comments section on YouTube. Someone told me off. So, yeah, the Easy wheel brushes. And then I was very lucky because I actually got sent down the uh, wheel willies from uh, Shane from High Definition Detail, and they are very, very good bits of uh, kit to use. And they also have some um, handy grips you can get for the ends of them. Because when they come, they're just like a plastic shaft, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They can become a little bit a little bit slippery when you first use them, but... Um, yeah, I wouldn't be without mine, to be honest with you, especially on the polished black rims. Yeah, they're they're fantastic pieces of kit. I only recently realised that the the wheels on my Fiesta are perfectly compatible with a really big wheel woolly, which is great. And I can fit it in there around the barrel and around the, the brake caliper. I'm really pleased with that. So there's something that would last a long time. The Vican equipment is pretty cheap for what it is. It's very, very long-lasting, so we definitely recommend those for sure. Uh, so we've said buckets, we've said grip guards. 
What about wash media, mitts and pads, things like that? Well, when it comes to wash mitts, I'm talking about wash mitts. Now, I have several wash mitts. I have a few wash pads. Some people argue the fact that you're either a noodle guy, you're a wash pad guy, or you're a wash mitt guy. Now, I'm old and decrepit and rather stupid. So I... Well, I'm a noodle pad guy, by the way. Oh, noodle pad guy, yeah? Ah. Oh. Yeah, take that. Yeah, I have. I've just got up. I've just been knocked down on the floor. Thanks for that. <laughs> so, Specky is a noodle pad guy. If it's the one I'm thinking about, is it the detailed online one? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yes, I've got that in the Pratco, funny enough, uh, along with the DeLorean missing from Back to the Future 3. No, that's a joke. Um, <laughs> no. Is that not the real with all the bare paint again? <laughs> yeah, I actually, yeah, there was, I found it on the side of the road. It had a, uh, a wanted sign on it. <laughs> or free to a good home. That's, that's episode <laughs> one for anyone's missing out on that joke. That's episode one. Yeah, no, yeah. Listen, I know what you mean. You, you've got noodles, you've got you've got fluffy things, you've got uh, all all sorts of different types. I would wash pads, wash pads. But then again, you get the noodle pads, you get noodle mitts, you get fluffy pads, you get fluffy mitts, you get uh, microfiber pads, microfiber mitts. One thing I want to touch on is lamb's wool mitts. Now ah. people jump all over this. They they go straight to lamb's wool. I've had several lamb's wool mitts. Most of them fail after a while because they're a natural product. Now, what tends to happen is, and I'm terrible for this, uh, after I've just explained to you to look after your equipment, I'll get the camera, go straight indoors, put all my equipment away, think I've cleaned it all out, go in there the next week, and the wash mitt has started molting. It looks like it's been down the vets. And then it starts cracking, and then the seams go. And I've had several of these do this. Now, I started thinking, right, it must be me, so I'm going to start looking after these. No they still seem to fail. So I tend to go the whole wash mitt route and I don't really worry too much about the lamb's wool things. One thing you have to do if you're getting into all this kit is try and make your own mind up. Do your own research. Don't You, know, you can ask people in the community. We're all here to help. But try and do a little bit of your own research. But it all really all depends on your wallet and how often you're going to be doing your car, and if you're going to be doing weekend work as well. Well, I'll give a wee recommendation. If you like a noodle mitt and you don't want to spend a lot of money, uh, Tesco seems to be regularly selling the Simonized noodle wash mitts for four quid. And honestly, I, I used to have one. Yeah, I have they're one for a wheels. solid piece of kit. They're absolutely yeah. fine. I've got two of them, and they're brilliant. I've got no issue with them. And the only reason I stopped using them quite so much is because I like the detailed online pad. I prefer a pad to a mitt simply because a pad carries a bit more water. So, I mean, this doesn't all have to be super expensive. It can also be incredibly cheap. You just have to know where to find some of these things. Now, the reason I went with the noodle idea was because of PVD magazine, Pro Valitor Detailer magazine. They did a test a while back asking which is the safest wash media to use. And they tested sponges and they tested microfiber. They tested the shaggy type and they tested the noodle or chenille as they call them. And it was the noodle type, the chenille type, which was the winner. It inflicts the least amount of damage onto your paint because it has the least likelihood of holding on to any of the dirt and grit that's on your car. So we're not just recommending these things because we think they're cool or an interesting idea. We're recommending them because we know their work. We know they're effective at what they do. And it's all about being safe 
with washing, and it's certainly something I've covered in a previous video a long time ago, what is a safe wash. That's why we're talking about all of these things. Buckets, grit guards, and wash mitts are an alternative to a small builder's bucket with a washing wax and a, a jumbo sponge. You're going to get maybe the same kind of results. You're going to clean the car just as effectively, but you're going to be doing it safer and inflicting less damage on your car. Yeah. Also, while we're on the subject, um, in the cleaning part of the show, when we're talking about the basics through the washing medium, things like uh, trigger sprays. Don't just buy the cheapest of cheap trigger sprays. Oh, no. I have probably th thrown away hundreds of these things with dodgy triggers and just lost my rag with them and bin them. Can I have a little plug here, please? Go on. The SGC yeah, away. B UK. The SGC BUK <laughs> trigger sprays are very, very good. Easy for you to say. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, easy. That's three times I've said that in the last six months and got it right. <laughs> There is a link in my Instagram if you want to go and look. Go and check them out. They're very, very uh, affordable, and they've got the measuring uh, lines on them, so you can work out your dilution rates. You only really need a couple to start with, all-purpose cleaner and wheel cleaner. Just get a couple. It will, it will get you off and running. So that's basically, is that everything we've covered in the wash medium, just to keep it nice and basic? I think so. I, I want to touch on something just very quickly. I want to point something out here. Um, Nick Gillywash. You know him. Oh yes, good old Nick. Uh, he's been doing he's been doing some cracking research on his Instagram recently, and he was testing the difference between wheel cleaners and wheel shampoos to try and find out if a wheel shampoo is as effective as a spray-on wheel cleaner, and also comparing it to a regular car shampoo in a bucket as well, because it's shampoo, so surely they should be mm, the same. Yeah. And for this, he did use. Garage Therapy One uh, Wheel Shampoo. And he compared that to a couple of different wheel cleaners. He was testing out the pH levels of them to make sure they were pH neutral and they weren't overly acidic or alkaline products. And he confirmed they were completely neutral and they were more effective, it seemed, in many cases to some wheel cleaners, which is absolutely brilliant because it's something we've, we've come to really enjoy is a, a good wheel shampoo. And it's, it seems to be very cost-effective. It's cost-effective when you start using foamers. Um, obviously, I've been working on the, the recent video with the new foamers from Laser Industries. I've used Marilex foamers. I'm sorry, was that, was that a plug? Was that a really obvious plug you were going for there? <laughs> sort of, yeah. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is just blanket advertising. We're going to get taken off air next week by Ofcom. <laughs> Specky's absolutely right when he says about the wheel shampoos, and the reason is why they're so effective is because you don't need much of it. I think it's 10 mil, isn't it? 10 or 20 mil, depending on the size of your pump spray. We're talking about the foamers, aren't we? Cause yeah, well, again, you know, depending on the size of your bucket as a shampoo, I mean, yeah, realistically, well. I, I get away with about 10 mil into a, a half, half a bucket, you know, of water. That's nothing. Yeah. And if you buy it in bulk, it's even better because you can save money. That's another thing we really should touch on very, very briefly. If we just move away from the accessories and the basic range of products you're going to need to do all this. When you're looking at products and you find something you like, and you get a sample of it, maybe it's a 100 mil size or 500 mil, do the maths, order five litres of that product. It will save you a ton of money in the future. That's all we're going to say about that because we're going to touch on products in a future episode of the uh, the podcast. But 
Yeah. Try and think think with your wallet. Yeah, definitely. Bulk and dilutable is the way to go if you want to save yourself money over time. Yes, yeah. it's maybe not going to short save you money in the short term, but in the long term, totally agree with definitely that. will. Um, also, I, I meant to point out, did you get your email from Turtle Wax the other day? Uh, I haven't really checked because I've been on holiday this oh, week. Yeah, so I'm trying to stay have. away from... from, from well, I say holiday. Um, I've been locked in a bedroom and basically bull whipped into submission to do the decorating. <laughs> you you could you couldn't have said it any other way, could you, Paul? You couldn't have just. I've only just I've only just come out of that. I've only just come out of that bedroom. <laughs> That's why you look so pasty. <laughs> mm. No, we got an email from uh, from Turtle Wax after receiving that box the last time they launched the uh, ceramic and graphene wax. Uh, now they're telling us they're going to be sending their new multi-purpose cleaner and disinfectant, uh, which is now available on their website and also at Halfords. What I did find interesting about this one is that they say it's a disinfectant. Now, what some people might not know about this is that to market a product as being a disinfective, uh, a disinfectant product, you have to actually register that product and it has to be proven to the authorities of all this, that that it is actually a disinfectant product. So that's that's actually really good for us as far as in terms of marketing and so on. We're not misled. We may be misled about wheel cleaners and iron, iron fallout removers and so on, but we're not misled when it comes to anything that might be a disinfectant product, and that's what this one claims to do. So we're going to be getting this, and that will be something we'll, we'll be looking forward to because it is... Uh, an all-purpose cleaner at the same time as being a disinfectant and apparently according to the uh, email it protects surfaces uh enveloped what okay i misread that protects surfaces against enveloped viruses and harmful bacteria for a full 24 hours with only one application now for you and i that may not make a huge difference when you're driving your own car all the time it may not make an enormous difference but i think for someone like taxi drivers people who are going to have other people in their cars all the time even valeters and detailers who have to get into the cars and clean them using something like this especially in today's day and age with covid and all this it's actually a really good product to have. Yeah, well, I think it's all about protection, isn't it? It's all about protecting yourself and uh, protecting the customer at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah, good for Turtle Wax. I will... Yeah, absolutely. I Looking will, forward to giving that one a try. I will filter all the emails and then read that one later on when my wife lets me out of this bedroom. All right, so we've covered we've covered the accessories as far as the, the cleaning, but what about the finishing up at the end of it? We like to dry our cars for good reason. We don't want water spots on the car. So you're going to want to get yourself something like a drying towel. Now, you could go and get a blower of some sort, but they're going to cost you, well, if you go for a proper one, even the mini ones are 100 quid, uh, which is quite a lot of money to shell out. I bought a pet blower a couple of years ago, and that was £55 at the time, but apparently the prices have shot right up now. So I think they're on to us. So realistically, if you want to stay on a budget, you're going to be looking at a drying towel. What kind of features would you recommend you have as a drying towel? Well, if you're going to be looking at drying towels, you want it to absorb water effectively. Now, there is two routes to go down this path when you're choosing drying towels. If you go for a large one, you've got to bear in mind that as it absorbs water, it's going to become heavy and it's going to drapes down the side of the car. You can get drying towels that are actually too big, you go the other way and get them too small. You want something along 
the lines of a twisted pile drying towel. There are several people that sell these. They're quite easy to find on the old interweb. Remember, do a little bit, little bit of research on this. There's loads and loads of detailing stockists that do these. If you want a little guide about most of the products we've been talking about, or the accessories, should I say, then have a look at Clean Your Car. We are not sponsored by them, but Clean Your Car is a good place to start because it's got it all listed down the left-hand side, all in easy-to-read format, and then you can go with your budget. So I would go for maybe a medium towel, one that soaks it up, a reasonable um, size GSM. You don't want some massive, great bath towel, especially if you're short like you. Oh, thanks, thanks. You just had to bring yeah. that in there. Thanks, it, Gandalf. What is it? You're just going to end up dragging it around the pavement, aren't you? And then washing grit into the car. <laughs> How rude! Then if you, I will, I will say this much. Whenever I used to drive uh, my dad's old Range Rover. That was an absolute nightmare. I practically needed to prop up a ladder on the side of that thing. Well, even yeah, Range Rovers are pretty tall things anyway. Even by my standards, I need steps. Well, there you go. So if, if I can you reach must, over a you, normal car, then shut your face. You must have got a quote from the council to get some scaffolding <laughs> put up. No, I, I employed a drone to do a kind of Mission Impossible style where it's going to hang me over the top of the car. <laughs> or a much cheaper way is to employ a grown-up. <laughs> no, you didn't. Oh, no, you didn't. Uh, actually, I'm going to jump on that one. That's fine. I'd rather be young than old. <laughs> Deal with that, that one. Hang on. Is that a time? <laughs> oh, my, inter- my internet's not very good. It's, like it's just about to Can cut I go out. phone Andy Miles and tell them that his granddad's here? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just having oh, a look at the... Point. I forgot to pick... Uh, I'm just having a look at the... I forgot to pick him up from... I forgot to, I forgot to pick him up from the home. I better give him a ring. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I'm running late, Andy. I'm just happy. <laughs> oh, poor Andy. Um, I'm just uh, looking at the Clean Your Car website. I haven't been on it in quite a long time, but I know what you mean. You see, they've got everything laid out. It's actually a really good idea. So drying towels, you're going to want to spend. You know, realistically, don't buy a super cheap one again. If you buy cheap, you're probably going to end up buying it twice. You know, so realistically, get yourself a good quality one. I'm just going to have a look here, uh, if I can find. Towels, where would they be? Paint protection, paint preparation. No, no. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to type in towel and we'll just uh, we'll go with that because uh, here we go. You're going to be looking to spend probably a minimum of around about uh, 10 to 12 pounds, it looks like, to get something which is really good. I would recommend you go for something which has a twisted loop. Now, I spoke to Levi Gates from the rag company at Waxstock 2019, and we were discussing towels and and twisted loops, and he explained it to me very cleverly indeed, actually. The whole point of a twisted loop, I don't know if you know about this, Paul, but it's not just a gimmick. There's a reason for it. So they create a loop of thread on the towel, and then they twist it down into the base sheet of the towel. What you get there is a short fibre... But because it's looped over, it's doubled over, and it's twisted, it has a much more, uh, it has a much larger working area, and that larger area soaks up more water. So I was sent one. make it more more effective. Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's being more um, more economical with the space. You're, you've got the same size of towel with kind of double the the absorption ability. They're brilliant. I was sent one from the guys at the Detailing Detectives and it's my go-to drying towel at the moment. It's a fantastic piece of kit and they go for around about, I think they're about 16, 17 pounds, something like that. 
maybe plus delivery, depends where you buy them from. But honestly, again, a good quality drying towel, if you look after it properly, don't mistreat it, don't throw it around and drag it on the ground. Make sure you wash it properly. Don't use fabric softeners or conditioners. I would point that out because they will actually destroy the water absorption ability of your towel. So make sure you use it, uh, a washing liquid which has no added extras. You can buy specific microfiber cleaning ones, but if you go out and just buy a laundry detergent that doesn't contain anything else in it, you should be fine. And one of those will last you a very long time. One of the best drying towels I ever had, and probably the best named drying towel, was from Monster Shine Car Care, and that is Humphrey the Camel. And that is the truth. That's what it's called. Oh, I remember that yeah. one. I don't even think you can still get it, to be honest with you, but that was a really, really good drying towel. And also the one that uh, Alien Magic Car Care sent down, which is another one, which is a, a twisted pile drying towel. They all do pretty much the same thing. Now, Specky's probably going to agree with me on this. It might sound another silly thing to say, but don't use these dry. Try and get them a little bit damp. They work much more effectively. Yeah, I've been saying this pretty much on every recent video that I've been putting out. Whenever I'm drying the car, I always tell people, I put my drying towel on the car and spray over it lightly with a mist uh, from my pressure washer because a slightly dampened towel... It sounds kind of kind of uh, opposite, doesn't it? That a damp towel dries better than a dry towel. But basically what you're doing is priming the fibres, getting them wet and getting them ready to take in more water. So that's something, that's, that's a very, very good point. Always use your drying towel very slightly damp and you'll get much better performance. Now, you mentioned Monster Shine, actually. I just, uh, I had a message from Stephen at Monster Shine just the other day. Or was it today? I can't remember. Anyway, he's sending me through a new snow foam and I'm going to get you... This is going to be a challenge Ooh. for our next episode, hopefully. I'm going to get you to pronounce the name of the place that's on this bottle. It's designed to look a bit like a Jack Daniels bottle, but it's not Jack Daniels, obviously, for copyright reasons. But uh, not so much the bottle, but the label. But it's got, instead of saying Tennessee on it for you know Jack Daniels, it's got a place in Scotland, and I am I'm dying to get you to try and pronounce it properly. You, you know if I can't say it, I'm just going to turn around and call it Tenor Lady or something, or Tenor Man. Because <laughs> that's how my, my Sid James brain works. <laughs> no, I, um, I would love to get you to try and pronounce, pronounce... I can't even say pronounce. I'd love to try and get you to pronounce some Scottish place names... Uh, because some of them will really catch you off guard, and uh, and I would just just for my own personal perverted enjoyment. I'll, I'll tell you what. In place of the mid-show rant, in the next episode, challenge accepted. <laughs> right. Okay. If we've got nothing to rant about, we'll call it the mid. We'll call I will it the get mid, the name yeah, of the it. The mid-show challenge <laughs> with Paul. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, this. To be honest, Scotland is not the only place that has weird names for things. You know, um, England has got many of them too. My girlfriend is Welsh, and let's be perfectly honest, in Wales, they, they, I think they're all actually originating from a different planet because uh, the, the the pronunciation of some of those, Llanechli, is, is that one, maybe, possibly? Something like that. You've got to learn how to do your noises. In Scotland, you've got to learn how to do your and, uh, and your rrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
<laughs> that, that just sounds like the young one sketch, Charlie Tango Barbecue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm. I think I'm too young to know that one. <laughs> uh, anyway, Are you just showing off your age there. Move along swiftly. Dear me, move along. All right, last topic is yours, Paul. Okay, so this is something I want to touch on. This this happened several years ago at Waxdog, and it's really sort of brought it home to me. Uh, one of the values of why I got into what I've been doing for the last several years. Now, I've actually been doing car care since probably the, the I'd say, yeah, mid-90s, I'd say, you know, in a serious way. But obviously, YouTube came much later and Instagram and everything else and doing the reviewing. And I was walking around Waxstock and somebody came up to me and he took me to one side. He said, uh, I've been watching your videos for quite some time. He said, you've actually saved my career. And I was actually taken by... You know, really taken back by this, and he explained himself. And what had actually happened was the guy was out of work, and he was watching videos. He, he came across a channel, and this is a true story. And he'd picked up a few things, and he'd started looking after his car, and he actually developed it into a business. And now he's a full-time valeter uh, detailer. And his wife was there, and I actually got quite chugged up by it because I thought that's a really amazing story. And when someone says that to you, it kind of really brings it home to you that what you're doing out there is, you know, it's pretty darn good and it means a lot to a lot of people. Now, the reason I do it is because it's satisfaction. When I first started getting into cars or car care, I was amazed at some of the things you can actually do and make your car look like it was new. And the first time your neighbour comes out and says, but your car looks like it's just been delivered and you pretty much know you've done a good job. Now, I don't know about you, Specky, I mean... <laughs> How did you feel when you first started getting into it and it started actually meaning something to you? I think it meant something to me. Um, it, it's more of a, it's a very personal thing for me that it the, the way it started at least, but the way it's going has become more of a hobby. But originally it came out because it was a way to just get away from some of the, the thoughts that I was having, some of the the stresses that I was having to deal with. Uh, and it gave me, it just gave me some uh, an escape, let's just say. And it was it was therapeutic to me to be able to spend three, four, even five hours out on the car, giving it a clean and and just going through everything and and feeling the satisfaction at the end of it really lifted me up to to be able to look at the car at the end and say, wow, I'm I'm really pleased that was all my work. And it was my my getting away and it was cathartic for my mind. It allowed me to just concentrate on that and not think about some of the other things going on. I mean, it doesn't mean that they go away, but it just gave me that, that little bit of a break, that respite from any stresses and, and things that were getting me down at the time. And then as time has moved on, uh, I don't need so much of that time these days, I'm I'm a much more chill person than when I first started this. Um, my father always claims that if I was any more laid back, I'd be in a coma. And, you know, I, I know where he's coming from. I'm a very chill, laid back guy. But nowadays, it's just become a hobby. Getting into it and discovering, like you said, you discover the new things that these products can do and what you can achieve. And I just wanted to know more about it. So it has become more of a hobby now. But before it was a little bit of escape. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right. I mean, once you go out there and you start doing this, I mean, the hours can simply just disappear. I mean, before you know it, you've been out there sort of six oh, hours yeah. on your on your car and you don't realise it because you, you're enjoying it so much. The whole process, once uh, you guys and girls out there get into this, you'll suddenly realise what we mean. It's almost like someone getting into a new hobby like, this is so for argument's sake, that pointless hobby called fishing. Why people do that, I just don't know. <laughs> it's just far quicker to go into... Um, Iceland and just get one out of the freezer. So much easier. I'm just anyway. going to apologise to everyone who's, who enjoys fishing right now because it's yeah, I, I'm insensitive. Obviously, <laughs> I'm obviously joking. I'm obviously joking. But this this whole avenue of doing this is, you're absolutely right, it is cathartic. It's methodical. It gets you to think and just think a little bit differently about something else other than work and maybe something you're going through. And you do, at the end of it, you're going to get something out of it. Your car is going to look pretty darn good and it's going to look better than your neighbours unless you like me and you end up doing the whole of the street and everyone's got a shiny car <laughs> i think it's interesting that you know i think doing this as a hobby and doing it for therapy actually made me wash my car differently because before and i'm talking many years ago when i was living back at home with my parents and i was using a bucket and a sponge and a wash and wax you know things like that you didn't do it because you enjoyed it. You did it because it was kind of a chore. I felt it was a chore at the time. And I washed the car fast. I didn't wash it slowly. I washed it quickly. I just wanted to get over all the panels as quickly as possible and rinse it off. Nowadays, the time you take allows you to get... And I don't want this to sound too weird, but it allows you to get a more intimate knowledge of your car's paint, its condition... And just taking that little bit of extra time, it was really, it's not just the therapy side of it, it will actually help you. So when I wash my car now, I don't go quickly over it with the wash mitt, I go slowly and I'm looking. I'm not just wiping over for the sake of wiping over. It, it's a I'm discipline. It. It, it, it is, is exactly, a, yes, discipline. It's, it's a discipline at the end of the day. And we're not talking about Sergeant Major style discipline, but you will get used to your own way of doing things. And the more you do it, the more addictive it is. If I don't clean my car for two weeks, I am like a bear with a sore blimmin' head. I'm miserable. Well, I'm miserable anyway most of the time, so my wife uh, tells me. But, you know, <laughs> I, I, it's like a it's like a scratch you've, you've got to itch. You know, you've got or yeah. an itch you've got to scratch. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's fair. there. You, could, you, know, you know it's there. You know you've got to get out there and do it. it yeah, winds yeah you up, I'm, just look I'm at with it. you. And... A lot of the girls and guys listening to this, once you get that basic kit in your garage and you start going down the whole avenue of products, you're going to go one week, do you know what? I've just ordered 500 mil of this. I want to go and try it out. I want to go and try it out. And your wife, your partner will be sitting there going, yeah, but your car's not really dirty. And you'll be like, yeah, it is. It is dirty. It's filthy. <laughs> I'll find some. <laughs> and, you, I'll, I'll f and you will go out there and do it. And unless you've tried it, you won't really know. And lots of people have said, how do you find joy in doing what you're doing? You know, I've done voluntary car cleaning. I've cleaned people's for people's cars for videos. One of them recently was for a birthday treat. I absolutely love doing it. I could have been yeah. out there all day, and I still would have loved it. I come in, I'm chilled, I'm relaxed, and I sit down, knowing I've done a decent job. And also, the bonus of what me and Specky get out of it was we actually film it. We get to watch it again. 
we get to rewind time and watch it again and again. Uh, go on then, tell me, how many times have you actually sat down and watched your own videos again after you've uploaded them? Uh, plenty, to be honest with you, because <laughs> I need to monitor the, the sound levels and see what a dreadful performance I've done. Uh, um, no, but no, no, I'm not it. talking about that. I'm talking about once it's uploaded on YouTube. Oh, very, very rarely. Really? Very rarely. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, let's my, just move on then. My wife has never seen any of my videos either. Really? She has no interest in them. No, no interest in them whatsoever. Uh, I, I thought she might have watched some of them. You see, Natalie, my girlfriend, she she's really good. She watches my videos, not on YouTube, but she'll watch them on the computer after I've edited them just to make sure I haven't made any obvious mistakes that I can't see because I'm very well known for repeating myself. And if I look back at some of my videos now, I do cringe because I say the same thing three or four times in a different manner each time. This is not so dirty. Dirty this not is. Dirty this isn't. Isn't this dirty? No. You know, I'm saying the same thing over and over again and I'm really bad for that. And she points them out to me and she goes, you've already said this. You've just gone through all of that again just to make a second point on the first point. It doesn't make sense. Just chop all of that out. And she's really brutal about it. It's a pity she didn't pick up on the fact that she zoned out after you put her in that hypnotic trance the other week. She could have just, she could have edited that, edited that bit out. She's not, she, you know what, She's that's not the first time she's done that. She's been on other videos with me before, but we never really picked on, up on it that much. But um, this time around, she just, she pointed it out and she laughed. She says, I am completely gone. Look there, I'm gone. And I burst out laughing. I says, oh, you are right. We're going to make a joke out of this one. So, yeah, she she's funny like that. But interesting, you were talking about, you know, we were talking about getting into cars and, and, and taking the time to get to know the cars. This actually came up. You remember my uh, Chevy Camaro video? Oh, yes. Now, now, yes, the infamous Camaro. It was a lovely Transformer. car. It was really beautiful. And the guy that uh, let me clean it, Sean, uh, he was a friend of my cousin's. And uh, he lives just near, just a couple of streets away, as it turns out. And he let me wash this car and he was telling me about it and how it's in really good condition. It's original paint. And then sadly, as I was going around washing the car, I think I was taking a lot more note of the condition of that car than he was. And I noticed a paint line where there were two different shades of paint. And part of me said, do I tell him? Do I, do I say something or do I just keep it to myself? Now, I'm an honest person. I can't, you know, if it's his pride and joy, he's going to want to know. If I if it was my pride and joy, I'd want to know. So uh, when he came back to pick the car up, he walked around the car. He said, wow, it's looking fantastic. And I was really happy that he was pleased with it. And I said, however, come here and have a look. And I showed him and it was a section from, it was at the very top of the A-pillar between the roof and the top of the A-pillar. And there was a line that faded out as it went further back. So they didn't do a good job of blending it towards the front. It was really very minute. So it may not be the original paint. It might be the original paint color, but it might not be the actual original paint. But again, he said he'd washed that car multiple times and never noticed anything like that. And it was me going around the car, being, as you say, disciplined and methodical and enjoying it, taking your time yeah, and you get to know it. Super critical as well. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to be. You really have to be critical of things like this. You know, just because I need to know the condition the car is in to make sure that it's either maintained to that condition or that I'm not doing any damage to it. I'm not causing any problems with it. So I, that is very, very important, I think, to be methodical about that. 
don't just wash it for the sake of washing it. When you get into this, you'll wash it to get to know it. And I think that's a that's a that's an interesting thing to happen because I never experienced that before. All right. Anyway, so that's the end of the show. We don't have any Q&A for just now. We're going to not do that every episode because people are going to run out of questions. So we will wait until we get some more in and some more interesting topics. If there's anything that you guys would like to hear us talk about any issues, any questions, any rants of your own, feel free to get in touch with us on our respective Instagrams and check out our YouTube channels as well. You can also leave comments there if you like. We'd love to hear from you guys. We love your feedback and we're also incredibly delighted that you're still listening to us. Both of you. (laughs) Okay, I was going to go for a little bit more than that, but okay, never mind. You know what? You got it. You got to try and shoot for the stars, even if well, no. What's that saying? There's a saying about shooting for the stars or something. I can't remember what it is now. Anyway, uh, that's all for now. Thanks very much for watching. We'll catch you in episode four. Hang on. We'll you see said, you next time. You said thanks very much for watching. Oh, did I say watching? Yeah. I'm quite happy for you to carry on doing the intros and outros from now on, Paul. I think I've I'm I'm just not with it right now. Okay. I didn't even have didn't even touch the wine. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> So this brings us to the end of episode three. Can you believe it, Specky? Episode three, and we're still on air. You can still hear. There's no letters from the BBC as yet. No, no offers from Channel Five yet either. The late, late, late show. <laughs> um, we will catch you in episode four. Uh, meanwhile, I've been Paul. I've been Specky. Thank you very much for joining us. Bye. Bye. Bye.